Welcome to Blooming. Today is a great day and I have an amazing episode in store for you. Do you ever think what it would be like to get to choose where you live? What I mean is, what if you could pick any city in the United States and just choose to live there? If you had the chance to start your life somewhere new, where would you go? For many of us, we choose to live near family or where we grew up. But for many young professionals or college graduates or really anyone who's brave enough, they might think differently and have this question in the back of their minds. And so if that were you, how would you choose a city to live in over another? Well, perhaps it's a company you work for that decides where you live. Or maybe it's the weather or the lifestyle you want to live or the music or the people that draw you to that place. So maybe if you're young enough or adventurous enough, you could choose the city first and then try to get a job there. And if you did pick the city first, what would be important factors to you in that decision? San Diego has been a city people flock to for the weather, the beaches, the food, the laid back lifestyle and the people. But today we learn about a new idea from a developer that had transformed San Diego into a magnet for up and coming tech and life science companies and professionals. It's a vibrant place to live, eat, work and play and connect all in one. San Diego's idea district. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited for you to hear this interview. Let's grow. Is your home environment helping you or hurting you? We've been taught that our health is determined by the food that we eat or how much we exercise. But what if there's more to it than that? I'm here to tell you that your home environment matters. We spend most of our time at home and we're raising our families here. So isn't it important to know if we're creating an environment that is supportive to our health and well-being? Here on Blooming a Healthy Home by Design, we're going to uncover the many ways your home can support you building a healthier lifestyle for your family. We'll uncover simple ideas that will get you to think about your home differently. You'll discover how to get rid of toxins that could be lurking in your walls and cupboards, to new ideas in color psychology, furniture placement, anything and everything that can help influence positive mood and behavior so you and your family can lead healthier, fuller lives at home. I'm Sheila Alston, founder of Healthy Home Media and editor of the Wellness Real Estate Magazine and Healthy Home Magazine. I'm on a mission to bring health and home together. I'm searching far and wide to bring guests who will guide you with simple and actionable steps that you can take to help you and your family bloom and grow. So thanks so much for being here. Together, we're making the world a healthier place, one home at a time. Before we talk today, I wanted to mention something I'm super excited about. It's a digital magazine that I've just created. It's called Wellness RE Magazine, and it's all about wellness real estate. It's about bringing health and home together too. Did you know wellness real estate in 2018 was actually already a $134 billion industry and it's been growing 6% every year according to the Global Wellness Institute. And I feature a wellness lifestyle community each month in the magazine and have articles from home wellness experts across the country sharing their insights on how to create a healthier, more comfortable and joyful living environment. If you're interested in checking it out, I have a free download to this month's issue. Just go to wellnessremag.com to get it. And there's also a link to a feedback form when you see the full issue, and I'd love to know what you think of it. I'm creating it to spread awareness on creating a healthy home, of course, but I'm also creating it to um, be a tool for realtors. I'm a realtor, and we are always searching for ways to add value to people we know, and this magazine is a great way for us to do that pretty easily. So if you're a realtor and you want to learn more about how you can send this stunning magazine 
full of unique and engaging digital content uh, that you won't find anywhere else and you want to send it to your audience, head on over to wellnessrepro.com. Thanks. Welcome back. I'm so excited to share with you an interview I just had with the developer of San Diego's Idea District. I'm going to be featuring this development in the December issue of Wellness RE Magazine, so you are getting a sneak peek here today. San Diego's Idea District is an urban wellness lifestyle project that began in 2010 as a vision to revitalize an underutilized area of East Downtown San Diego. It started as a dream of something more than a typical real estate development project. They wanted to inspire and connect people, bringing this idea of innovation, design, education, and arts together so that people who choose to live there could work, eat, play, and live a more connected and joyful life. You are going to love hearing all about it. Welcome, David Malmuth. He's president of David Malmuth Development and lecturer in real estate development at UC San Diego Department of Urban Studies and Planning. I'm so excited that you're here today. Okay, so... David, maybe tell us um, a little bit about yourself first and like who you are and um, how, how you came up with San Diego's Idea District. Was there a problem that you were seeing? Uh, well, let's see. Um, California born and raised. Mm -hmm. Spent uh, most of my, uh, my younger years in Los Angeles, although I actually was in San Diego um, between the time I was one and four. Mm -hmm. Don't remember much of it, but my 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 folks lived down here. Then I moved up to LA, um, but I always wanted to be in San Diego because for me this was sort of paradise. This is where I would come to surf. This is where I come to hang out with friends. Uh, I had a number of friends that went to San Diego State, so I'd visit with them, and and uh, so this was kind of my vacation place. And then 25 years ago, got the opportunity to moved down here. I'd been working at Walt Disney Company mm -hmm. and I uh, 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 got an offer to join what was then called the Han Company in 1996, which is a real estate development company that specialized in, in retail and malls. And uh, I had been running the real estate group at Walt Disney Company, but we had been veering into more entertainment-oriented real estate projects and, and Han had decided that they wanted to infuse their malls with real estate, uh, with entertainment. So, uh, so I joined Han, and uh, um, I've worked over the last 35 years plus on real estate, various kinds of real estate projects. Um, um, entertainment, that was the main focus of my activity was a Walt Disney Company, mixed use, um, done a number of office projects. Uh, um, I, over the last 10 years, have been involved with my partner, Pete Garcia, in the creation of something we called Idea District in, in downtown San Diego. Yeah, that's and so exciting. Innovation, design, education, and arts. And uh, how that emerged is that um, the work that I had done with Disney and then the follow-up with, with, uh, with Trizec had been largely about transformational projects starting back in, in the mid-90s with the New Amsterdam Theater mm -hmm. and the way that that impacted at 42nd Street and ultimately Times Square was very, um, it was a very powerful lesson for me that the right project at the right moment with the right intention can do more than just uh, re re restore an old building. It, it can it can be uh, an enormous kind of um, optimistic statement about the potential for a district. So that was a relatively small project, $36 million project, but because of the symbolism of Disney restoring this old theater on 42nd Street and the way that we 
engaged with our partners, it, it triggered a, a renaissance on 42nd Street and about $2 billion of investment and the restoration of, of seven old theaters in the mid block. Yeah. And it was really a profound uh, insight for me in, into how real estate could, could change the arc of a community. So I was very excited by that. And that's why yeah. I ended up going to Han because I wanted to continue to do that. Disney didn't really want to be in that kind of development business, understandably. So I did Hollywood and Highland and it had a similar impact on Hollywood and the fortunes of Hollywood have been, have been dramatically improved over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I take some credit for Hollywood and Highland being a part of that and bringing the Oscars back to Hollywood Boulevard was a, was a big, was a big part of that. Again, symbolism matters, right? The idea yeah. that Oscar would come back to where it all started, that was a big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I would say that those experiences um, were addictive in the sense that if you've done projects that have that kind of a transformational impact, it's tough to just go back and, you know, do a standard real estate deal. So <laughs> I was in search of doing something that could have that kind of impact. Yeah. And and Pete had worked um, in the 80s on uh, projects in the uh, Troy Pines Mesa, mm -hmm. had done the first wet lab and as a result of that, you know, we now have this burgeoning life science industry that's created 60, 70,000 high paying jobs and it's become one of the signature aspects of San Diego. So he had the, he had the same bug. Yeah. But both of us are basically urbanists. So we looked at downtown San Diego, this is 2010, and we said, what's the missing piece? And the answer was um, jobs. Mm -hmm. Because downtown San Diego had done a great job of creating housing and had arguably done a great job of creating tourist amenities, restaurants and retail and convention center all those things. But what it hadn't done was taking care of creating jobs so that the people that were living downtown could actually work downtown. Yeah. So we had the, the work in the play, we didn't, we didn't have the live part worked out yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, so our hypothesis was that the way to address this is to create a, a district that focuses on locals first and trying to create a place that's really made for San Diegans because a lot of downtown had been made for tourists or people who were, you know, looking for a second home. And, you know, our attitude was, well, you know, great cities first and foremost are creating great amenities for people who live there. And as mm -hmm. a result of that, people want to visit because you don't want to go to a tourist place. You want to go to a real place. So, so then we asked us as well, what are the pillars of a, of a great authentic community? Well, in San Diego, it's innovation, design, education, and arts. And we put those together and we said, well, idea. Idea. Yeah. so anyway, <laughs> so we, we said, where, where does it land? And it lands in the Upper East Village. And that was sort of pragmatic. It was the part of downtown that had um, the least development because mm -hmm. the pattern of downtown development was from west to east. And it basically stopped in 2007 when the market crashed. It basically stopped right around, you know, park. 12th mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it and, it, and the, the second wave of development downtown it started when petco was completed in the early 2000s and it had stopped at market street so you had this quadrant in the upper east village comprised of 35 city blocks about 90 acres that um was um was kind of a wasteland you know mm -hmm. the 35 blocks 25 had no development at all and the other 10 uh had um suboptimal development so we looked at that, we said, wow, God, that really looks like opportunity to us. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to note that what we were proposing was, was I mean, I guess I'd call it audacious to put a positive spin on it. Some might say absurd because we didn't own anything. You know, we didn't own any of the real estate. We didn't have any tenants. We didn't really have any money. We just had, <laughs> you know, what we thought was 
yeah. we had a compelling idea, right? So, yeah. which is why, you know, our, 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 uh, our favorite description of idea district is the power is powers in the idea, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's what propelled everything. Mm -hmm. But because we had none of the typical trappings of real estate development, it, 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 it forced on us a certain humility. Humility is not usually a term that's associated with real estate developers, but but because we didn't have the ability to do anything top down, dictate anything, the, the whole notion of idea district was about aspiration and inspiration. Mm -hmm. And we knew that it was required for us, it was incumbent upon us to reach out to stakeholders, landowners, you know, uh, residents, business owners, uh, the, the design community, arts community, uh, politicians, and and have a dialogue about, well, what do you think about this idea? This is a worthy idea. And, um, and we got a lot of affirmation and, yeah. and people were able to feel as if they had some ownership in, in the, in the vision. Uh -huh. So we crafted what we call a master vision because when you don't own anything, you can't create a master plan. <clears throat> so uh -huh. we, we put this master vision together we put it on a website. We did a workshop, a community workshop and engaged everybody in the conversation. Well, what would it mean? If we could take this quadrant and turn it into a, a, a an amenity-rich destination that allows uh, you know creative, highly educated, talented people to to uh, interact with each other and, and 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 increase opportunities for creative collisions and add the sorts of amenities that were important to, mm -hmm. to that cohort. How does how would that become a magnet? How could that become a magnet for bringing the kind of talent that would then bring employers, right? That right. would create jobs downtown. Because one of the big trends we saw around this time was that smart companies were going where their employees wanted to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be that you had to go wherever the company was. Right. But because of the increased um, uh, focus on the part of of uh, particularly tech and software companies to, to, to identify the best talent, they now had to go where that talent wanted to live. Mm -hmm. And you saw that happening around the world. You know, you saw Google going to New York and, and you know, other talent rich locations, because that's, that's where they could attract the kind of people that would make their business grow. So, so that coupled with the fact that a younger cohort of people coming out of school were now picking the place they want to live and then figuring out what they wanted to do to support themselves. So, if we wanted to put ourselves on the mental map of those people who were making those life choices, we had to create a great city. We had to create a great downtown. And so for us, it was all pretty simple. You know, that the, yeah. the, the, the great, the, you know, the great insight was, well, if we want to be, you know, on the map with the, with the Austins and the Portland's and the Seattle's and the San Francisco's to create a great downtown, we have to create the kind of amenity rich place that, um, that will draw that, that, that young talent. So, that's how we got started. Did you and, get any uh, resistance at all? Or did everybody just love, I mean, it sounds like I would have loved your idea and been on board right from the start, but I wonder. Yeah, everybody felt like, oh, this is great. Well, you know, the option for you know, for all the other property owners in the area was, well, just wait for the market to come back, right? And mm -hmm. just hope that it sort of lands in your lap. And we said, well, that's not, that's hope. That's not a strategy. Yeah, so and you might just get a building that's developed great, and it's just another apartment building that has nothing. Yeah, right, right. undifferentiated. I mean, mm -hmm. for us, this it was, you know, unapologetically a marketing pitch. You mm -hmm. know, we created a framework that allowed a lot of developers and a lot of designers to to fit their concept within this larger um, this larger idea, right? That this was a place that had a specific focus. And, uh, and we created a set of design principles and we put it into this vision document, we put it on a website and we said, you know, 
we don't own this. We're we're putting it out there. It's it's open source. You know, we hope that this inspires some really creative, interesting development, which it did, which was yeah. cool, right? So uh, so most of what's happened in Idea District wasn't us. It wasn't what Pete and I did. We did Idea One, mm-hmm. which we can talk about, but. Uh, all of our neighbors really are other developers who looked at the concept and said, wow, this is pretty interesting. And so, you know, you have Maker's Quarter and you have, you know, what's happening with, with uh, you know, the Ratner building next door. And then a couple of years ago, UC San Diego said, oh, wow, we love the energy. We're going to, you know, put our, our urban campus, UC San Diego Urban. And so that'll be done next year. Wow. And, uh, you know, then Kilroy bought the site to the north of us and they're building a million square feet of office space. And so... It hasn't happened, honestly, as quickly as we would have liked. I mean, it just hasn't. And sometimes in real estate, you you know, you're sort of ahead of the curve, and we were clearly ahead of the curve. But we'd sense that it is happening now. And interestingly, that it may turn out that the big jobs engine is life science. Uh You probably saw that uh, IQHQ bought the bulk of the Manchester properties on the Navy Broadway side, and they're building over a million square feet of life science space. That's amazing. And, uh, well, and with you see as SD right there with so many graduates, like you said. Yeah, you know, it's it makes a ton of sense. I saw a presentation a couple of weeks ago by the, uh, the woman who's the chief operating officer of IQHQ. They're making a $1.6 billion bet that they can, they can draw big life science companies to come mm-hmm. to downtown San Diego. And uh, I remember 10 years ago when we were talking to people in life sciences, they said to us, there is zero chance that life science companies are going to move south of the eight. Zero. Don't even waste your time. So we kind of took it off the, the list of prospective companies and mm-hmm. we focus more on tech, mm-hmm. you know, the Apples and the Googles and the Amazons. But, um, and, and there's been interest on the part of those companies to come downtown, but it has, we haven't quite, quite cracked the code yet. But there's now well over 2 million square feet of, of, of develop, office development that's happening downtown. Uh, between what's happening at Horton and what's happening with the uh, with IQHQ, and there's four or five other projects, and uh, not surprisingly, now everybody's talking about life sciences, sort of, because uh, even pre-COVID, it, it was the big growth engine that was driving a lot of uh, development, a lot of jobs. Right. And post-COVID, and and now in the when the midst of COVID and post-COVID, it's not clear what's going to happen with office space and job generation. But it, but uniquely with life science, you can't do that over over zoom right there's labs <laughs> right, and you have right. to the labs and you know yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff that requires collaboration mm-hmm. and so uh it still is a very viable office um product so um we'll see we'll see what Kilroy does but um on the property the salvation army property but i think there's a pretty good chance that the bulk if not if not all of the major development that's happening new development focus on that on health and then, so that's a uniquely san diego brand right yeah and uh we think it, it's a great fit in idea district and you know we're we're ready to pop the champagne corks so somebody can bring a half a million square foot tenant you know into our neighborhood because yeah. it's still the missing piece you know there's yeah. now between what we've done and five or six other projects there's probably two thousand residential which is great yeah but a healthy community is 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 balanced right mm-hmm. it's it's a community that enables people to to access all of the amenities that they want, including their work within a 15 or 20 minute walk or bike ride. Mm-hmm. That's really the model that we, that we've always had for idea district is mm-hmm. that within these blocks, there's, there's play, there's, there's park, there's great restaurants, there's culture, mm-hmm. there's art, there's just a, you know, a rich urban fabric. And 
you know, it's, it's just undeniably the case that as a species, we crave connection, right? Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's important to us as water or air. And, uh, and that's what great urban spaces can give you. And, and so we, we've, we've fashioned a district with that ethos. And uh, we have other developers who bought into that. You know, it's been put on pause for the last nine months. And tragically, really, mm -hmm. it's, you know, just to see the life of, of, of East Village now, it, it's just, it's really been, um, it's been devastating. Mm -hmm. And how it's going to come back, when it's going to come back, I really, we don't know. I mean, our project's doing great. We're 93% leased and, mm -hmm. and, you know, we've got a nice community. It's not as vibrant as it was because the arts component has, of necessity, sort yeah. of, um, it, it's been put on pause. And you're talking about Idea One? Yeah, Idea One. So the philosophy with, I, with Idea One is we created a project that, unlike most family projects, is very open to the street, right? Mm -hmm. We have these paseos that enable the community community to connect with our project and there's a space in the middle called the hub and that was very intentionally designed as a stage to allow residents and the larger community to express all the activity that we know is sort of embedded in East Village and uh, for the last couple of years it's operated beautifully we have a great programming partner called Vanguard Culture mm -hmm. and Vanguard actually is resident on the site they took a unit facing the hub and that's their headquarters and the exchange was we'll give you that unit for free Mm -hmm. And and you provide programming to the to the project. So they've been doing for the last almost two years now. They've been doing this brilliant um, combination of of events with art and music and food and and uh, you know it's fantastic. They yeah. they have great connections with the arts and performance community in San Diego, and they use the hub. They use other spaces in the project as well. You know they've had the San Diego Opera. They've had the Symphony. They've had an array of, of great chefs. So they do all kinds of beautiful programming. So it works for them and it works for us. But, you know, with COVID, it's been pretty tough to do yeah. anything. But they're doing, they're doing some pretty cool virtual stuff, actually. Yeah. Uh, which uh, is not perfect, but at least it gives opportunities for people to, to, to be inspired. Well, and we'll get back to being normal eventually, hopefully sooner yeah. than later. But um, yeah. I can just see how the idea is such a draw for young professionals. I mean, it's what you intentionally designed it for. But I can just see how someone young that doesn't have you know, a home established yet outside of their family they grow up in, yeah. but they want to establish their own place, meet new people, be in a place where they can work and have good food. And um, yeah, well, I had a very interesting experience, Sheila. I got a call three weeks ago or an email. Young guy who had just moved into Idea One. He and his girlfriend had been in Manhattan or in Brooklyn, and they had decided that they wanted to move to the West Coast. She actually did her graduate degree in San Diego at Rady. And he's an entrepreneur, internet entrepreneur, so he can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And they just felt like, oh, you know, we don't need to be in Brooklyn. And it's you know, incredibly high, real high cost of living. So why don't we, you know, why don't we move? And she said, well, about San Diego? So they decided to come to San Diego. They did a deep dive and they came across Idea District and Idea One. Mm -hmm. They've been there for a couple of weeks. He loves the project. He reached out to me. He said, hey, I know you guys, you and Pete were behind this. I just want to talk with you because I'm really interested in what, why you did this, how you did this. Mm -hmm. And and kind of what's the you know the philosophy what's what's behind all of it? We had a great conversation, and uh, it really was you know it was a very affirming conversation to me because the way that we've been messaging the project, the way we've been managing the project and programming the project, uh, really it connected with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, you know he he is the target audience. He was a thirty something. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. He loves art. He's you know very committed to building community. He wants to be in a place 
where explicitly there is a more social aspect where, you know, you, you, you're looking for other people within your, 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 your community to be able to, to, um, to, uh, uh, enhance the ideas, the businesses that you're working on. Well, it's inspiring and, to be around yeah, people right, that are that's, right? Yeah, we, we, you know, we say we build a community that was all about inspiration, intended to inspire people. So mm-hmm. that somebody got it and moved into the place and, and now is kind of spreading the gospel was pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting. And to just feel that you not only provided a shelter for someone, but you just provided this place where they're inspired and they can have connection and they can grow their business and grow their lives right. and be enhanced by everything. And then you've brought, I mean, businesses to this place too. I mean, what is this? Right. And because health is also about great food, right? So we, we went out and we found this fantastic entrepreneur. Um, and he, he had a new idea for a restaurant called Lola 55 Uh and his name's Frank Viscara. Frank, uh, is a very, very successful entrepreneur. He's always wanted to open up a place that was sort of a more refined version of his mom's home cooking. He yeah. grew up in Tijuana. He's a fascinating guy. He was a professional soccer player for the first, you know, ten years of his of his professional life. And then, they, but the late twenties, he realized I can't do this forever. I better figure out what I'm going to do with my life. He's yeah. a very smart guy, and he took advantage of a foundation that had been created by Steve Garvey that would that trained professional athletes to go into business. So he then moved into the fast food business. He ended up at McDonald's. He had a very very successful career. And then about 10 years ago, he got out of it. He decided he wanted to be an investor and an entrepreneur. So he invested into um, uh, Tender Greens. Mm-hmm. And was when they had two stores, and they've got 30-something stores yeah. now. So he, he, again, was very successful and then thought, okay, now is my time. I'm going to go create the ultimate taco place. Oh, so I love he it. Years, he spent two years eating tacos all over the world. And fired a fantastic chef, Andrew Bennett, and they created Lola 55. His mom's name was Lola, so he named oh. it after her. He was born in 1955. So, uh, so he became our partner and created this fantastic place, which has you know, got Michelin recognition and it's got amazing tacos. So, so that covered the tacos. Yeah, you're then making we, me hungry now. Then, I need to and go. And then we needed a place that could do beer and coffee, taco mm-hmm. beer and coffee. You know, we sort of mm-hmm. said, right, what is the what's the Holy Trinity in, in San Diego that you need to have in order yeah. to have a healthy lifestyle. So then we found Clay Summers and Clay uh, has a store called Young Hickory, which was in, in North Park. And we convinced him to come and open up a place at Idea One. So he opened up Young Hickory, which is great, you know, got great coffee in the morning and a great beer selection. He's got his own beer that he, you know, he's very proud of. So we felt like, okay, we're, we've now, We've now created a community that's got art and inspiration. It's got tacos. It's got beer. It's got coffee. So it's a great, it's and a great this is start. All within the same building. All within the same building, right? Wow, right. that's we cool. Have, we have a commercial tenant there called Sierra Interactive because it was always buildings always about mixed use. Uh-huh. They're a digital marketing firm, so they took eight thousand feet, and they're part of the ecosystem, right? Because uh-huh. they do programming in the hub as well. So they are partners with Google and Microsoft. So they do day long seminars where they're using various spaces in the project to do training sessions and lectures and they bring in speakers. And so it's all about finding ways for, um, we're, we, we, we call ourselves facilitators of serendipity. You know, we're trying to figure out ways that we can get people to bump into each other yeah. because you just, you know, there's a lot of great research that talks about what's the, you know, one of the greatest predictors of creativity is pro- propinquity, people being close to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not accidental that ideas emerge when people have a chance to interact with each other and bounce off each other. So, 
So this right. is what we're, you know, that's what we're trying to do intentionally in, in Idea One. That's amazing. I love that. I thought that I read somewhere there was something called a super block. Is the super block what you were talking well, about? Super with all the next, right. That's the next thing that I'm working on. It's two blocks to the east. And what we're trying to do with super block is to rehab two old warehouses and turn that into creative office space. Mm. Um, which has been pretty tough to do over the last year, but mm -hmm. uh, we, you know we're we're still we're still at it. It's a block that's owned by the Navarra family, mm. and Lowe is Lowe is my partner, and we, we have a, a plan. If you go to superblocksd.com, you can look at the plan that we have. It's it's a multi-phase project. So in the first phase, we redo the warehouses and turn them from you know kind of uninspired warehouses into hopefully really cool creative office space and punch a bunch of windows and skylight. Second phase is to build a tower of about 500,000 square feet, which we had imagined was be a big tech company yeah. that might come in initially and want 100,000 square feet of, of kind of funky creative office space and then say, oh, we love East Village, and now we want to do this tower. Mm -hmm. And then the third phase, you could come back and, and, and demo the warehouses and then build another 500,000. So you could do a million square feet on the, on the block. It's, it is Superblock is a double, it's a double size block and it has all the entitlements in place. That's so it may turn out now that because life science is sort of, you know, the thing that it may turn out that it's a big life science company that wants to locate there. Yeah. I but just love how you're revitalizing this whole area of downtown. Well, I, I'm a big believer that you ought to, when you do real estate, you need to focus on a community, on a neighborhood, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. it, it, because you can get very splintered. And, and to me, it's much more satisfying to focus on a specific location and try to think about projects that can work, work with each other, can, that, that can, that, uh, be synergistic with each other. Right. So, for example, right now, I'm teaching a class at UC San Diego uh, on real estate development, and we picked the Delmar Fairgrounds as our subject, right? Because mm -hmm. part of the class is a group project. So we've, set, we've, we've divided the class into six different teams of seven. Each one of those teams is focused on a specific product that they could develop on the fairgrounds property. Mm -hmm. By the way, this isn't an exercise. The fairgrounds is really struggling to figure out what its future looks like because right. it's got it's got two pillars it's got the fair and it's got horse racing mm -hmm. the fair of course didn't happen this year and who knows what it's going to look like next year and horse racing has got its own set of problems right so what they what they don't have is a sustainable business model so we're working with one of the board members who invited us to come in as a class and help him to create a new master vision for the property and interestingly it's all about uh um a fitness and a wellness um, development Ooh, I love in, that. Harmony, in harmony with make, in nature, right? Yeah. Because that is what San Diego is about. I mean, we are now the poster child for fitness and wellness. Mm -hmm. That is really a huge part of our brand, particularly so, I would argue, particularly so in North County. Mm -hmm. And North County is the center of the sports innovation community, right? So one of our participants is a group called San Diego Sport Innovators because mm -hmm. we want to create a showcase for all the amazing sports innovation companies that we have, 150 of them that are in North County, and have it as a place where whether you're a serious, you know, elite athlete or whether you're just a weekend warrior, you can go and you can try the latest tech, you know, the, yeah. the you know latest hiking gear, biking gear, or you know, e-bikes or you know, surf equipment or you know, you name it. All of it is being developed in San Diego right now. So we want that that spirit, if you will, to infuse the entire project. And the other incredibly um, you know, rich resource we have is all these family farms yes. in the San Diego area that yes. are growing amazing, like Chino. It's an amazing yeah. farm. So we want to have that as another piece of the story because it is, after all, 
the San Diego, the 22nd Agricultural District Agricultural Association. That's who owns the fairgrounds. So we want to give a chance for our local ag agriculture, um, uh, agricultural um, prowess. We want that to be on display in this project as well. So it's very early and we're still, you know, screwing around with a bunch of different ideas and it's, there's all kinds of challenges. This is yeah. got sea level rise on the one side and got, you know, we're in a hundred year floodplain. So trying to figure out how this plane actually <laughs> manifests itself is yes. usually challenging. But but to your to your big umbrella subject about wellness, this is a project that really is going to put that on display. Yeah, and that's I exciting. Reinvent the fairgrounds in a way that's much more relevant yes. to the local community. Yes, that's what it needs. That's awesome. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, wow. it's great. Um, well, think about the think about the fairgrounds as being a year round fairgrounds. Yeah, rather than something that hosts. You know, a thirty-day horse, uh, you know, a track uh, uh, horse racing meet, and or a you know a twenty-two-day uh, county fair. What what if yes. there's activities that you could take, you know, your friends or your family or people visiting? You could take them any day, and you know, there's going to be fun things going on. And right. It's just, yeah. It's just I mean, the real estate being right there by the water and right so convenient off the. I mean, it's just it's a no-brainer. It's, it's just amazing. It's yeah. one of the great pieces of real estate in, in the country, I mm -hmm. would argue, and it's mm -hmm. massively underutilized. Yeah. And, uh, so it's been fun to work with 21, 22-year-olds to ask yeah. them, well, what do, you, you know, what do you think? This is arguably a hell of a lot more relevant to them. Yes. Because they're going to be using it for the next, you know, 40, 50 years, right? That's so, exciting. Are you com you're coming up with some pretty great ideas, I bet, too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great. I mean, and it pushes my boundaries, you know, because I, so, like it or not, I'm sort of you know, stuck in my own sense of what's real and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they, they're blowing all of that out. And of course they're totally focused on doing things that are about sustainability. Yeah. And you know, how do you create an environment that, <clears throat> that has the lightest possible footprint? So I'm trying to get them to balance environmental sustainability with economic sustainability. Wow. So I just loved our conversation, David. I thank you so much for being here. If people want to learn more about the Ideas District, where do they go? And um, they go to uh, ideadistrictsd.com, uh -huh. and uh, that gives them everything they need to know about Idea District. There's also a link there to uh -huh. Idea One if they're specifically interested in living at Idea One. Okay. So that's, that's a good resource. Yeah. And if there's any companies that happen to hear this and they want to come and move their company down there, they can also find out from Idea. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. There's, there's a opportunity there to leave a question and, and we check it all the time. And if, uh -huh. if there's, you know, a question about, you know, how do I get involved or there's a company that's interested in working with us. Um, you can also go to um, superblocksd.com. So okay. if the company that's looking for a substantial amount of space, uh -huh. Superblock, which is just two blocks to the east, you know, we're, we're ready to move ahead and we can deliver space pretty quickly because we have all the entitlements to, uh, to build up to half a million square feet of space. That's exciting. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Have thank a great day and I appreciate you. Okay, all right. bye. bye, -bye. I hope you enjoyed learning all about San Diego's idea district from developer David Malmuth. What inspired me most was how transformative this project has been. Could have been any old apartment complex, but instead these forward thinking developers that care about San Diego ended up putting the community needs first and transforming an entire city became the vision for this project. Now the Idea District is in full swing. Tech and life science companies will be drawn to establishing their headquarters here, and San Diego will continue to attract young professionals to call this amazing city home.
Wellness lifestyle projects are happening across the country by other forward-thinking developers. If you want to learn more about them, check out my new digital wellness magazine. It's called Wellness RE. You can find it on Instagram at Wellness RE Magazine or at www.wellnessremag.com. And if you're a real estate agent or if you know one, go to wellnessrepro.com to learn how you can share this incredible magazine with your entire audience. It's a stunning done-for-you magazine that offers value to your clients and sphere, helping you stand out from the sea of agents out there. So if you're a forward-thinking agent and you want to spread wellness and show your clients that you care more about them than just the transaction, learn how you can send them Wellness RE Magazine each and every month. This week, you can take advantage of an amazing introductory offer. Head over to www.wellnessrepro.com today. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found something that will help you and your family bloom and grow. I'm on a mission to bring health and home together, and I invite you to join me. If you enjoyed today's episode, you might also enjoy reading the digital magazines that I publish every single month. They are called the Wellness Real Estate Magazine, which is Wellness RE and Healthy Home Magazine. And they feature wellness lifestyle communities that are being designed and built all over the country. Plus, I have healthy home professionals that share their insights on how you can create a healthier home environment. Building biology experts, biophilic designers, wellness architects, color psychology specialists, and even eco-designers all together in one place. I guarantee it's not like any other magazine you've read before. You can check it out at www.healthyhome-mag.com. You can purchase single issues, and I have tons of articles from over the past two years that you can share. Remember, sharing is caring. And please follow me on Instagram at healthyhomemag. Reach out and let me know how you like the show or what topics you'd like me to cover in the future. I'm open to learning more about what matters to you. Together, we're making the world a healthier place, one home at a time.